Welcome, Switch Talk crew. Dan here with today's signals around living in the moment. With me is Kazia Luckett. She's a positive psychologist, three times international best-selling author with the Pay It Forward series, and more. A great quote from Kazia in the episode. There's not really any beliefs that you can't dismantle over a period of time. Come join us and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Today we have Kazia Luckett with us. Um, Kazia is a positive psychologist, a three times international bestselling author with the Pay It Forward series and more. Welcome, Kazia. Excited to have you with us today and love for you to give a bit more background about yourself. Hello, Dan, and I'm so excited to be here. Well, it depends what background you really want. What is it that you really want to know? Well, let let just give us a give us a quick synopsis yeah. of the whole thing. A quick synopsis. Well, three years ago, um, my, my background is science. I, I worked in pharmaceuticals for many years, and um, then I set up my own female-based concierge company, which I grew very successfully in five years. Had thirty-five members of staff working for me, and then burnt out. Um, completely and utterly burnt out and ended up walking away from the business. But my life kind of changed four years ago, I suppose it is now, because we've come into a new year, um, on Boxing Day, which in the UK is the day after Christmas. Um, I got up early, probably a little worse for wear. I had a glass of wine. Um, I'm a lightweight. And I went for a walk. And on that walk, I received a vision. And it sounds a bit spiritual woo-woo, but literally all these questions were running around in my head and um, I was seeing things. And I literally went back, sat in front of the computer, started typing away. And at the end of an hour, I had written down the idea of a book, um, which would later come out as the pay it forward, but also a worldwide movement where every single woman out there would understand that just by being themselves, uh, they were contribution enough. And from that point onwards, I can only say that my life has just been um, one opportunity after another opportunity after another that has just been perfectly in alignment with what it is that I'm doing and how I'm showing up in the world. So now I'm fortunate I'm a positive psychologist working with highly successful people helping them scale so whatever that looks like whether it's it's uh, some of my clients refer to me as Wendy Rhodes from billions whether it's kicking their backsides in order to get move them to the next level or whether it's clearing the limiting beliefs fears and you know um, experiences that are keeping them stuck yeah wow that's fantastic I know that um we all, we all need both that <laughs> kick occasionally and then the clearing. Um, certainly, when you talk about the clearing of the limiting beliefs, fears, and barriers, it was one of the areas I wanted to have you dive into a little bit more with everybody because I know I've been amazed um, in my own journey that I have these things that I don't even realize are there. And, and then they surface and you're like, wait a minute, where did that even, you know, come from? Or, you know, didn't even realize I was harboring it. So it's interesting because when I was doing my master's, one of the things that I was really interested in is memories, you know, how our memories influence us on a day to day basis. And, um, you know, did a lot of research in putting together my thesis for my master's around memories and how they influence but there's two things really influencing our limiting beliefs, our 
fears, our experiences. One is something that I refer to as heritage patterns. Those experiences that get passed down the generations and epigenetics have now shown that up to 14 generations worth of stuff, not just DNA, like the fears, the beliefs, the experiences can be passed down. So sometimes the the repeating patterns that we have in our lives that are keeping us stuck sometimes aren't even ours anyway. And then the other side of that are the the memories, the way that we have an experience in life and the way that we store it in our brain and the story that we tell ourselves around that experience can influence so much of our limitations and our fears and our beliefs. And when you start to unpick them, and this is the work that I do quite often on a one-to-one basis with my clients, when you start to unpick those beliefs and you discover that there is normally one trigger memory when they were younger, that they have created this whole belief system around and you start to unpick it. There's not really any beliefs that you can't dismantle over a period of time. Yeah. Wow. So a couple things that I hadn't heard before there. One is this 14 generations of, of heritage that is, I guess, you know, contained. That's really amazing. Yeah. Um, so then, I mean, like I say, my, my background science, so I'm interested in the science behind yeah. things. And like uh, the, the epigenetic stuff is all really looking about not just DNA, but also the fears and the beliefs, because sometimes we have fears that come into our lives that throw us off track from what we should be doing. And you're like, where the bloody hell did that come from? Yeah. yeah. And Nine times out of 10, um, I see a lot of heritage patterns coming in in relationships. So, you know, people come to me and they're like, I just can't get this relationship right. And I go, right, so just talk me through what's happening further up the, the, the line with your heritage. And we'll find the same pattern repeating time and time and time again. The same with money. You know, those people that have no problem with creating a huge amount of wealth, but in the next minute, they lose it in an instant. Again, if we look back, we will find some sort of repeating pattern coming in or the people that get to a level in their success and they just can't break through. Again, we might find that this is a a limitation, a belief, a fear or experience that's come down through heritage stuff. So being able to unpick that um, and it normally comes out time and time again. That's how we know it's a heritage pattern. When I start digging into the backgrounds of people, it's like being a detective. I start seeing these patterns playing out and it's like, okay. And then if they've got children, you can quite often see the patterns playing out in the children. So um, yeah, 14 generations. Yeah, Amazing. I I did the... um... 23andMe uh, test where they, you know, they test your, your genome, if you will, or your, your DNA. And I was amazed when I got the report back, how they told me that lots of things about myself that actually were, were really real. Like they were in a report that said, Hey, you'd like to run short distances, not long distances, your body and your machine comes from you know, this DNA of this small island that no longer exists off Ireland. And you were, you know, your, your history goes back to you actually hunted reindeer and that's why you like to sprint. And, you know, you read this and you're like, wow, but it was really true. I've always not like, you know, long distances. I like sprinting. I like the shorter things. And 
there was a whole bunch of that and you read it and you're like, wow, there is a lot more, <laughs> a lot more history contained than you ever imagined. And it, it's true when you think about like people that I work with in Europe, you know, some of them might have been affected by the world wars and they might be in concentration camps and they might have lost absolutely everything that they owned. And you see that playing out in people's lives or, you know, I've got clients who are African-American in, in America and, you know, their background would have been probably the slave trade and that, you know, that restriction on following their dreams because their dreams weren't allowed. So when you start to unpick all of those things, you can start to see why these patterns are showing up. Yeah. Ah, it's so neat. The next thing I wanted to dive into was about kind of the, um, I guess the way I wrote it down in the pre-show discussion was unlocking your natural energy codes. And I know that is a, a big part of your practice. And I, I'm, I'm actually excited to hear you talk a little bit about that myself. <laughs> well, the energy code um, is something that I experienced in my first business, actually working with women. Historically, I've worked with the majority of my work has been with women, um, but now I'm starting to bring the energy code out to men as well. Um, and as you know, having the children that you have and, and being married to your beautiful wife, you know, women have certain cycles that we go through um, each and every month, our feminine cycle. And therefore, we have natural peaks and troughs in our cycle each and every month. So we have some days where we want to leap out of bed and we're really excited to go, go, go. And other days where we just want to pull the covers over our head and just <laughs> And historically, as women, and I'll talk about it from a men's perspective as well, but historically, as women, we've been taught how to treat ourselves and how to treat our bodies and how to treat our natural peaks and troughs from learning from our parents, learning probably from our mothers or grandmothers or those people around us. And historically, for most women, it's about ignore everything because you've got too much work to do. You've got a list that needs to go through. It doesn't matter if you're tired, you're a multitasking genius and you just need to crack on. Yeah. Oh, my God. So true. So what happens is um, women only start to realize that they've even got this energy code when they've burnt out, when they've they've literally reached this point of no return. And. And when we ignore our body, regardless of whether you are a male or a female, when you ignore the natural warning signs for your body, the universe, God, Buddha, Allah, whatever you wish to, to call it, will get a bigger two by four that it can smack you around the head with. And that will show up as, you know, being sick. I mean, for me, I ignored it long enough until my husband came home one day to have the children run down and say, mommy's upstairs and she can't breathe. And I was rushed to hospital with pneumonia wow. because- I didn't have time. I didn't have time to stop. I was running a business. I was working a 90-hour work week. I had 35 members of staff. I was a bit of a control freak, so I just had to keep going. <laughs> and so when we first start working with our energy code, regardless of whether you're male or female, um, you, you work with four different energy spaces. And I've listed them as nurture, whisper, create, and shine. And, and two are feminine, being energy, i.e. just being present in the moment, being yourself, you know, satiating the needs that you have. And then two are masculine energies, which are real creativity, action oriented energies. When you hit the first one, which is called nurture, which sounds absolutely delicious. It sounds like you're going to get massages and treat yourself <laughs> and lots of self-care. 
It's a survival zone. If you've hit nurture, the only thing you need to know is to stop, like literally just stop. And most people, when they hit that energy space, the way that they stop is burnout, overwhelm, illness, high blood pressure, car accident, something major happening that stops them in their in, in their tracks. Once you've learned how to harness the nurture energy space and release it and let it go, you'll only need three energy spaces. And those are whisper, which is where you're in the busyness of your head and you come out and you reconnect back into your body. And when your body says, do you know what you need to slow down? You go, okay, what do I need right now? I fancy a bath. I fancy being out in nature. I fancy going out on my bike. You just slow down, reconnect back to your body and take time out. And when you do that, I I talk about the energy bucket. You have a bucket and your bucket is either filling up or it's, you know, depleting. When you stop in the whisper energy space and you listen to what your body needs, you start to top up your bucket. And when your bucket is start to be topped up and you've got enough energy and it's starting to overflow, now you have the energy to move into create and shine. And create is all about the right action with the right people at the right time. And in business, I, I work a lot with business people, you know, we can't be in create all the time. You burn yourself out if you're constantly go, 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 push, push, push. You need to pull back in order to push forward. You need to pull back in order to have the expansion. So create is is about the right action at the right time. And then shine is about being fully in alignment with absolutely everything. This is where you're in your zone of genius, where life just feels phenomenal. I mean, for me, I can be in shine being on stage talking to thousands of people, or I can be in shine walking the dog and just looking at nature around me and just feeling totally at peace with absolutely everything. And once you know how to navigate these spaces, you'll never make the same mistakes again. You'll never play full out in your business and wonder why you burn out. There is a time to play full out. There is a time to retract. And when you harness those, those natural patterns, then you can get so much more stuff done in half the time and you can have the balance and harmony back in your life. Wow. I like it. It's, uh, you know, and a lot of it resonates in so many ways as I just listened to the the definitions of those. Just had an experience yesterday where um, we've been playing a lot of tennis and we took about a month off because it's cold and holidays and everything. And we went back out yesterday and it was amazing at how much better we both were after stepping back for four weeks. And it was surreal because all of a sudden it felt like, wow, everything's just in flow and I'm, I'm way ahead of it. And everything was so much easier and it's exactly what you were describing there, but in a really, you know, simple thing as playing a sport, but uh, I totally felt it yesterday. And, and in the same applies, I have um, clients that say to me, you know, I've had the best, best launch straight after Christmas. And I go, well, what were you doing over Christmas? Well, I was chilling. I was relaxing. I was disconnected from the the, the, yeah. the the brain frog that's in 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 our brain when we're churning over the same things you know when people have problems in their business or their life they try and figure it out with their brain do you know what i'll sit in front of the computer and i'll stay here until i figure it out and i'm going to work longer and harder 
take a step away, literally go do something else. I have a, a client who's like a multimillionaire. She runs five different country, uh, companies and she said, I'm just exhausted, but I have really important things going on this week. So we used a dual strategy. So first thing in the morning, she got her stuff done because she was in Creek. She'd been resting over the night. And in the afternoon, she would relax and sit by the pool and do the things that she wanted to do. And at the end of the week, she said, I've just signed a $6 million deal. And I went, of course you have. Because your energetics, what you're putting out there, your electromagnetic field is vibrating one of peace and harmony. Of course, people want to do business with you in that space. So it makes a world of difference in every aspect, whether it's relationships, success, abundance, health, the whole shebang. Uh, You know, you said a word that I, I laugh about often, electromagnetic field. I... My undergrad in electronic engineering, I had multiple courses in electromagnetic field theory. And going through those courses, I I mean, I was literally lost, you know, half of the time in these deep equations of Gaussian principles. And and now understanding the magnetic field and the energy and the energy body and some of that. I'm just amazed at how this whole thing has circled back to this very <laughs> deep, dark period of uh, multiple courses of magnetic field theory. So really, really interesting. I love the electromagnetic. And, and people just, you know, if you're spiritual, you'll probably call it your aura. But your heart and your brain, I mean, in, in pharmaceuticals, I was in cardiology, so I know about the heart. Our heart and our brain has their own electromagnetic field. And just by breathing in a certain way, we can connect the two, which expands our electromagnetic field out. And when that happens, you know, we attract back in the things that we're putting out. So if you're putting out peace, harmony, relaxed, abundance, then that's what you're going to attract in. If you're doing this frenetic, you know, split energy that's all over the place, then it's hardly surprising that your your life resembles that as well. Yeah, no, great point. Another topic I wanted to have you touch on was um, – this only 5% of your conscious thought is available to shift your limitations. And wanted to have you talk a little bit about that because it's not a perspective I've heard before and I want to understand it better. By the time we're 35, um, 95% of our subconscious mind is playing out the same patterns, behaviors, beliefs, and experience. So by the time we hit 35, 95% of what we do in life tends to be lifted from one year or lifted from one day and dropped into the next. So we literally have 5% of our conscious brain to shift and change things. And so when I work with people on mind conditioning therapy, it's about understanding some of that programming that's already there. And Really, it's about working on that programming in lots of different ways. Firstly, we have to work on it from the logical perspective. So the brain, you know, the mind and, you know, you have an experience, you tag a a meaning um, and a story to it. So you have a logical understanding of that. The next bit is you have natural reflexes. So when you're triggered, you naturally fall into the same patterns because the way that our brain works is it goes 
oh, you've experienced something similar to this, similar emotions, similar experience. I know what I did last time. Let's do that. And the reason that our brain does that is it's kind of one of those prehistoric things that is left over. Um, back in the olden days, you know, our brain needed to act really quickly because if you saw a saber-toothed tiger, your muscles needed to be fire, you know, firing up, ready to run away. So our brain puts two and two together and often comes up with 156. So what I tend to do is look at the patterns that are playing out, that 95% of subconscious patterns that are playing out, and then start looking at not only what's going on in here, but how our body responds to it, because our body will respond in exactly the same way. And if you've ever seen anybody having a conversation with somebody and it's suddenly heightened into an argument, and before you know this stuff spilling out of their mouth <laughs> and they just can't rein it back in, right. that's that's the stuff that I'm talking about. You know, the, the patterns that you just naturally fall into. And what I try to say to my clients, it's like working a muscle. It all takes time, but awareness is the key. Once you're aware of what's playing out, each time you practice, you'll be able to catch yourself quicker and quicker to the point that actually you shift that and you move out of it. Mm. And that's when you've got that 5% that you're harnessing and you'll be able to control some of that patterns. Yeah, neat. The um, You definitely see that and even more so now there's so much with you know all this confusion around covid and the other things we're facing and you see a lot of people defaulting into patterns and we've seen it with family we've seen it with people that are close to us and stuff just comes out that's based on you know patterns and <laughs> I, I definitely, I definitely see it uh, now more than ever as being, being a real, real big issue. Yeah. And we default into our natural default position and we have lots of self-sabotaging tools, you know, and our emotions quite often kick in and before we can rein them back in yeah. and actually understand what they, what, what signal they're giving. Cause our emotions are there as a signal, you know, people think, cause I'm a positive psychologist, I'm only interested in the, the happy, positive <laughs> emotions, but you know, those, those so-called negative emotions are fantastic tools for alerting you uh, you know, like a big red alarm going beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Something's going on here. What's going on? Let's delve into it. Let's ask the questions of those emotions. Why are you feeling that way? What is it trying to tell you? What is it guiding you to? Is it a default position that's coming up? And when you, I, I know you're big into the questions, when you start asking these questions, then you can actually start navigating a new path rather than the same stuff over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Last thing I was wanting to touch on with you was your, you know, leaving a positive, impactful footprint on the world. Um, again, given the times and given everything we're all faced with uh, in some of our discussion in the pre-show, you know, there is no, no, no more important thing for all of us right now. Um, but how, how do you view that and how do you, you know, help us leave that positive footprint? I think that the, the, the biggest thing with it, you know, leaving a positive, impactful footprint is people think that they have to do something major, something that, you know, is massive, that might involve a lot of money, it might involve a lot of time, might involve, you know, lots of people. The, 
my view has always been is just by being ourselves and sharing that with the world, we're already leaving a positive impact. You know, I, I know I live in a small village and just by walking down the street and, and putting a big smile on my face and saying good morning to some of the elderly that have just popped to the shop that might not speak to anybody else for the rest of the day is having a positive impact. So, you know, look at some of the smaller things that you can do that will leave a positive impact. The other thing that will leave a massive impact is sharing your story, because quite often people experience things in life, not so good things, and they believe that they're the only people that have ever, ever gone through them, ever gone through them. And that, that's what my books were about. The Pay It Forward series was about writing a note back to your younger self at a period of adversity and sharing what you learned from that experience. Yeah, And it's in that sharing of those experiences that other people can go, oh my God, me too. Oh my gosh, me too. I was on a, a train going back to London when we lived in Barcelona and sat next to a lady and she was asking why I'd been in the UK and I was talking about speaking. And I happened to pull on one of our authors who had found out that her husband or a partner was living a complete double life. And this woman burst into tears. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, are you OK? And she said, the reason I'm here in the UK is that we just discovered that my dad had a double life in China and that my mom is so embarrassed and so shamed, shamed about this. And, and you know, she, she just doesn't want to go out. She just doesn't want to do anything. And she bought a copy of the book, she read it, and it changed her mum's life. Wow. Somebody that she's never even met who shared a story of something that they went through changed her life. So you can leave an impactful footprint just by being you, just by sharing your story, just by connecting on a human level to all the other people out there, whether it's, you know, somebody in the grocery store or whether it's, you know, saying hi to somebody that looks like they're having a bad day. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And um, I know the stories, um, there, there's there's a story out there that can impact all of us. And so getting, getting it elevated is uh, so important. Well, as we kind of wind down, I know you and I, as we said in the pre-show, we could talk forever and have a nice cup of tea. And um, But the two things I always like to finish with is, um, what is the one thing if you could really have people walk away today with one thing that could help them today, tomorrow, next week, you know, for the rest of their life, what would you say? The thing that I would say to people is based on the work that I do is that who we believe we are, who we believe that we are at this moment in time going out in the world. Um, might not actually be our reality. And in actual fact, 50% of our memories could potentially be lies. So our identity, who we believe we are, um, might not actually be our truth. And we get an opportunity each and every day to edit out the bits that we really don't like and cut them ruthlessly from our lives. So if there's a part of your life or a part of your story or part of your fears or your experiences, your belief system that you want to change, you have the opportunity to cut it out and rewrite a totally new different story. So Every single year, take time to reflect on what's worked, what hasn't worked, and, and shift and change. Ruthlessly cut out the bits that you don't like and move on. They're all experiences leading us to where we're meant to go. Man, I like the visual of that because 
even in editing these podcasts or videos, you know, you go in with the editor and you kind of take out the bits that that aren't aren't at the quality you want. So I'm actually going to think of it that way moving forward that, hey, I'm just going to edit that out. That was not a good thing. (laughs) And if you don't like a belief or you don't like something that's happening in your life, look at it and change it. You have an opportunity. Just because you're in a situation, you don't have to stay there. You have a choice and choice is huge. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm using that one myself. Um, (laughs) uh, And then the last question is around um, this concept of a cauliflower moment. Um, This is really around, I believe we can all help each other by elevating a belief that we had that we found out was incorrect or led us to the outcomes we didn't want to have. And cauliflower moment is a simple metaphor for just highlighting something that, you know, you encountered along the way where you said, oh, that was actually the wrong belief. And we can all help each other by elevating these because they can be simple. They can be big. Um, but just knowing somebody else uh, had that same belief and, and, and found out something different about it kind of frees you up to find out something different too. So what, what triggers in your mind when I say the cauliflower moment? Oh, for me, for me is is that each and every day um, people are giving us gifts. They're giving us gifts of their words. They're giving us gifts of their opinion. They're giving us gifts of their judgment. But we have a gift that so many people overlook, and it was something that I overlooked for so long, is that when people give a gift of an opinion or their words or, or you know, their, 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 their experiences, we have an opportunity to leave that gift with them rather than take it on as our truth. I spent so many years, I was bullied really badly in school. uh, And I I believed so much of what other people told me and it became incorporated as my truth. And we don't have to, you know, we don't have to incorporate what other people give us. We can, we can gift it back for them. If you don't like what they're saying, rather than take it as a gift and open up that gift and smother yourself over all, you know, all over with it, and go, do you know what? This must be their truth, my truth, because they've told me this. Give it back. Thank you very much. But do you know what? Actually, I don't want that. And you don't have to physically do that, but mentally in your mind, just wrap it up in a nice bow, wrap it in gorgeous wrapping paper, and just leave it with them. Because too many of us are taking on other people's stuff. And my mom always used to say, uh, opinions are like belly buttons. Everybody has one, but they're pretty useless. And <laughs> I think that that's the truth. Yeah. You know? Decide what it is that you want to incorporate as your truth. And if it's not supportive, let it go. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, great. Well, really appreciate your time today. This has been fun. What, uh, how can people connect with you uh, and either get in contact or get your books? Uh, where do they go and how do they find you? The easiest probably is kazealuckett.com um, or they can find me on Facebook or they can find me on Instagram. Um, books can be bought. The Pay It Forward series notes from my younger self can all be bought on Amazon um, around the world. So you can find me there, but that's probably the easiest. All right. Well, great. It'll be in the show notes as well. And uh, so they can uh, check that or take it from here. Really appreciate your time. Great getting to know you. Thank you. you Thank you.